So the story that I want to share today is a story about a friend of mine named Arash. Now, Arash is no longer with the agency. He left in 2009, I want to say. I wanted to share this story about Arash because I find that it speaks to a fundamental truth that hints at one of the greatest advantages I know in life. And the, the advantage has to do with being an outsider. You see, we're all obsessed with being on the inside, being in the inner circle, being informed, being trusted, being part of some place where we all belong. And because we're all constantly pouring our energy and our effort and our money into trying to belong to something, we lose the opportunity to be outside of everything. In espionage, the outsider has the ultimate advantage because the outsider can observe everything that's happening inside because they are outside. The outsider has the advantage of partnering with other outsiders who are all free of the rules and the stipulations and the expectations that govern whoever exists on the inside. And best of all, outsiders are completely free agents to do whatever they choose, wherever they choose, whenever they choose it. But nobody is comfortable being an outsider because we've all been culturally trained to want to be inside. We all try to find friends. We all want to be popular. We all want to be part of a group. We all want to be part of a clique. We try to be fashionable. We try to be informed. We try to be funny because we all want to be accepted. There's a hierarchy by a famous psychologist named Maslow. And in that hierarchy, belonging is one of the fundamental pieces that every human being needs. So being an outsider is not an easy or a comfortable thing to do because we are all psychologically predetermined, predisposed to be insiders or to want to be insiders. But innovation doesn't happen on the inside. Innovation happens on the outside. Partnerships don't happen on the inside. Partnerships happen on the outside. It's the outside people that disrupt the norm. It's the outside people that create something new. So if you are trying to be someone who starts a business or generates something that no one has ever heard of or tries to disrupt the apple cart or change the way that we all handle some status quo, you can't make a change from the inside. You have to put yourself on the outside. You can't pour your energy into trying to belong and be accepted. You have to put your energy into accepting that you belong on the outside. Now, this is where my story of Arash comes to play. Arash and myself and a third gentleman who I'm pretty sure is still active, so let's just call him Gus. Arash, Gus, and I were on a training exercise. And we're all in the same vehicle, and we're going our own certain way. And we've all got our own personality traits. So Gus is a paramilitary guy. The guy came from the Air Force, super hardcore dude, really straight-faced, actually a born killer. I am somewhere in the middle, right? I kind of describe myself as ambiguously brown, and I'm kind of quiet for the most part, and I like to pay attention and learn things. I'm kind of a book geek, I guess, if you will. Now, Arash is super fashionable, super stylish, but he prides himself on always being someone who creates a new style, not somebody who accepts the existing style. So people either really liked him or people really didn't like him at all because he was just too much of something they've never seen before. So here you are in a car with the three of us, 
on a training exercise. Three completely different people. And Arash was a friend of mine, but Gus was a friend of mine too. We've all had things in common. We were all with the agency. We were all, we all trained together. We learned together. We were all about the same age. We were all male. There's all these things that we have in common. And on this exercise, we've got a long drive before we get to our actual execution point. And it comes up in the car as I'm driving, and Arash is in the passenger seat, and Gus is in the back. Arash starts talking about college, because Arash went to a large state school, I think up in, in New York, and, uh, and he's talking about partying in college, and he's talking about how, how much fun he had um, skipping classes and you know not doing what other people expected him to do. I, on the other hand, went to a military college, so I didn't party. I did exactly what I was told to do. Two very different experiences. So as Arash is telling his college stories, I'm sitting there completely unable to understand or comprehend or relate to any of his experiences. He talks about going to giant frat houses. I don't know what it's like to go into a frat house at all. He talks about drunken co-eds and graduate students. We didn't have graduate students on campus, and if you got drunk, you got thrown out of school. So we just didn't connect. Now, Gus in the back seat, former paramilitary guy, he didn't even go to college. The dude basically was born and put into the military. So he has no way of connecting with Arash or I because he's, once again, completely different from all of us. So here you have three people, and none of us are really insiders. We are all outsiders. And that's when it started to hit me that my fellow agents, my fellow CIA officers, were all outsiders. None of us ever belonged on the inside. None of us ever found ourselves on the inside. And the, agents, the agency actually found us on the outside. We were all outsiders. We never belonged. We never fit in. We were folks like Gus and Arash and I who were constantly trying to be something that wasn't what everybody else wanted us to be. So the drive goes on. And Arash continues to tell his story about being in college. And I continue to try to pacify him by listening. And Gus is, I think, growing increasingly annoyed by Arash's bravado about how cool he was in college. And the story comes up where Arash is, uh, I don't know, drinking or doing drugs or possibly both. I'm not sure which because I wasn't really paying attention. But something caught Gus's attention right away. Arash said that he understands why people experiment in college. Now, me coming from my military background and me coming from within the, uh, from within the Air Force Academy, when I heard experiment, I thought he was talking about you know, experimenting with cheating or experimenting with attendance or experimenting with something kind of uh, non-confrontational or uh, something that was not necessarily going to cause much controversy. But what, what Arash was actually talking about, and Gus knew it right away, is he was talking about experimenting with homosexuality. Arash was talking about how he decided one day, getting drunk and getting high, that he wanted to see what it was like to be with another man. And as soon as Gus heard that, he flipped out. This is our old school military, paramilitary guy, the guy who was basically born to break necks and knock people out. He comes out and he says, Arash, have you ever had sex with a man? And Arash laughs and kind of beats around the bush and doesn't really talk about it. And Gus is dead serious. Arash, 
have you ever had sex with a man or thought about having sex with a man? And again, Arash is kind of laughing and joking around. And it starts this debate between the two of them about what defines homosexuality and what doesn't define homosexuality. And again, I find myself fascinated with this conversation between, between these two outsiders, where they're both trying to make their stance and claim that their stance is the inside stance. What is gay? What is not gay? What is acceptable? What is not acceptable? And that is the society that we live in. We don't all live in a society where there's super extremes like the two gentlemen that I had in the car. But we absolutely live in a world where we're all trying to justify why our way is the right way and someone else's way is not. When you start thinking that way, you start forcing yourself to be an insider and only an insider. When your way is the only right way, you are claiming that you are inside. But if you recall, I'm saying that the advantage lies for those who are on the outside. Now, the argument went on for many a, many a mile, and I don't know that they ever came to a conclusion. But what I do know is that Arash ultimately left the agency, and he went on to live the most fabulously outside life I've ever heard of. The guy moved to France. He didn't speak French. He was ethnically Persian. He, I don't have any idea why he chose to go to France, but he became this self-published poet in France. And he found his way into this food scene and bar scene where he uh, grew a reputation, uh, where he was known as the master of black ops for creating these one-of-a-kind underground parties in Paris's underground food and alcohol scene. Every now and then I'll see him pop up on social media or I'll see him come across the airwaves in some sort of press, whether it's an English translation of a French newspaper or even a French newspaper itself. The name Arash is one that uh, not many people share. But my point is that Arash continued to cling to his outsider nature. He never let himself become an insider. I also ultimately found my way out of the agency, believing that there was something more important for me to do than just dedicate my life to my country. And I am not necessarily at terms with that decision yet. It's something that weighs on me every day. I am certain it's something that weighs on Arash every day. And as for Gus in the back seats, I hope that he is still with the agency and still breaking heads on our side because our country is safer with Gus deep, deep in the underbelly of CIA. All of this is to say, when you are trying to take your claim and be an insider, when you are trying to fit in with some other group, when you are doing something that doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel like a good fit because you know it's not a good fit, it's not who you are, it's not the right place that you should be. When you feel that way, that's the perfect indication that you need to let yourself go to the outside. Remember, when you are on the outside, that's when you can see things the clearest. That's when you can find your closest allies. That's when you can build the team that wants to do something different. We all find ourselves pursuing degrees and applying for jobs and pursuing title and pay raises and all the same things in a constant cycle of competition against one another. 
that's a perfect sign that we're all on the inside and that the inside is kind of like a track and we're all running in circles. That is never going to be the thing that differentiates you. When you get outside and you stop running, when you get outside and you run in a different direction, when you get outside and you learn to jump or swim or cycle, you're doing something nobody else is doing. And the chance of failure is there. But we're all on the inside failing every day anyways, failing to get the next job, failing to get the next promotion. Why do we feel like being on the outside is going to risk that any more than being on the inside? I have found my way to the outside. It's a challenge every day, but it's a rewarding challenge. Arash found his way to the outside, and I don't know what he's doing. I don't know how he feels about it, but when I watch what he's doing from a distance, he's doing great things. What great thing could you be doing if you were doing it from the outside? And getting from the inside to the outside isn't as much of a challenge as you might think. The first place to start is right here. Keep listening to us. Keep listening to Everyday Espionage. Our goal is to try to help people recognize that they are on the inside and that it's okay to want to be on the outside. It's accepted. It's acceptable. It is beneficial to you to take that outside stance. Maybe you get outside and you realize, I don't like it out here. I want to be back inside. There's nothing wrong with that. There's only advantage to be gained by letting yourself become an outsider. The second way to do it is by finding what you want and asking yourself, is what I want something that I can achieve doing what everybody else is doing, or do I have to do something different? And if you have to do something different, stop doing what everybody else is doing. If you want to create something new, if you want to write a new novel, if you want to write a new play, if you're the kind of person who wants to innovate a new computer program, you're not going to do it by doing what everybody else is doing. You have to put yourself on the outside. And the last way to get yourself out of the inside and into the outside is to stop looking in and start looking out. Who are the outsiders that you already know? Who are those people that you, you look at and you judge and you label as not being like everybody else? And when you find them, go talk to them. Ask them what they're doing. Ask them why they chose the path that they chose. Find the person who is just awkward in public or find the person who doesn't really know how to make a friend or find the guy who hasn't had a date in five years. Ask them what they're doing because they might be doing a lot of things wrong, but what they're doing right is they are not part of the mainstream. They are on the outside and they will have observations of what's happening on the inside that you will have never seen. You will be amazed at the observations that people on the outside can have. They can see problems. They can see issues. They can see opportunities that everybody on the inside is trying to chase down. You see, everybody wants an advantage. And everybody thinks that advantages are something that you have to race for and you have to capture, like there's a limited number of opportunities. But that's not true. Advantages and opportunities are infinite, but they're hidden. You have to find them. And the only way to find them is to observe them. You have to pick yourself up. You have to stop looking at what everybody else is looking at and start looking around. And the only way to look around is to stand on the outside and look in instead of standing on the inside and looking down. That is Everyday Espionage. Thank you for listening to the Everyday Espionage podcast. Remember to review and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And if you took something away from today's conversation, find a friend and share the message. Free.
D-O-M-D-U-M.